0: Well, hello and welcome to this English lesson where I'm going to talk about words and phrases related to air. And in the chat earlier, Island Resort was asking, what is air? (laughs) Well, air is everything that's around you that you can't see. It's what we breathe. It's what we need to live. So, welcome. I just wanna start again and say, Welcome to this English lesson about air. I'm sure you will enjoy it. Um I did a previous lesson on fire and I did a previous lesson on water. You can probably guess what next week's lesson is going to be but today's lesson will be about air. It will be about that invisible awesome stuff that is around us that you only really see when the wind blows. You can see the effect that air has on stuff but you can't actually see air. So, welcome to this English lesson about air. Before we get started, I do wanna just mention a few things. First of all, please use the chat to have English conversations. That's what it's there for. If you have a question during the lesson, uh both Dave and Todd are here. They will share a link from time to time. You can use that link to ask your question. Make sure the question is about the topic though. Is related to the topic of air. I do wanna say hi to Lolly Lolly, Naomi T, Natalia, Semra, Mode Ags, Mohammed American English with this guy is here. I know Lolly Lolly and Julia are here as well and I know that earlier Rod was here, the Brazilian English teacher. I'm pretty sure he is still here. I see uh, Eugene from Etobicoke and I see Key Park and many many more people. Sorry if I forget to mention your name. Uh I know that Judith uh or Rose is here. Hopefully, I'm saying your name correctly. I know that Ario is here. It's so nice to see so many familiar people. I should mention though, I moved the time. <laughs> this live English lesson is happening one hour later than I normally do it and you might be wondering, you know, Bob, why are you changing the time? You just changed the time a few weeks ago and now you changed it again. Well, I don't have a really good reason other than Friday was the only morning where I needed to get up super early to do the live stream but it sounds like my school will not be going back to in-person learning this year. We're not 100% sure. So, for the next um, three or four months, I can start a little bit later and sleep another half hour uh, and be more rested. Maybe the lessons will be better because I am more rested. Uh hi to Semra and Mois in the chat as well. Mois Espinoza Almendares. Hopefully I said your name correctly. Uh hello to Purin and Seaman and Sendaya and Azel and Stephanie. Hopefully I'm pronouncing all of your names correctly. But let's get this lesson started. Let's talk about air. So again, air is not something you can see but it's incredibly important. We need air to live. Um we need air to uh function every single day. It is a vitally important thing in our life. You can see the effects of air but you can't see air. I'm looking out the window as I talk. I'm facing a window. So, I can see the leaves on the tree moving because the air is moving. But I can't actually see the air but it's definitely all around us. We would say that it is invisible. Hey stool, thanks for the super sticker. Very very kind of you. Thank you very much for that. So, air makes up our atmosphere. The atmosphere is the layer of gases around the earth and primarily um, primarily it's basically air. Um the atmosphere is just a very thin layer though um, in the grand scheme of things. I'm not sure if you're familiar with those that phrase but when you say in the grand scheme of things, you mean when you're looking at everything all together. The size of the earth compared to the atmosphere. The earth is gigantic and the atmosphere is relatively thin. I mean, it's many many kilometers thick but it is the layer of air that is around our planet. It's why we are alive. (laughs) So, air is made up of many things but primarily, it is made up of nitrogen and oxygen, okay? Two elements. It is made up of nitrogen and oxygen. It also has some other gases in it in smaller amounts. It has argon and carbon dioxide and a few other trace gases. When you say something's a trace gas, it's very, very small Um, but primarily, it's about 78% nitrogen. That's rounded by the way and 21% oxygen. I think it's actually like 78.08 or 0.9% and then 20.95% or something but I rounded the percentages to make it a little easier to understand but air is made up of many things but the vast majority of the air is made up uh, sorry. Air is primarily made up of nitrogen and oxygen and various small gases. When we talk about air, we have a couple of ways to refer to it. When we go outside, we often say we're going out to get some fresh air or it's nice to go camping because then there's lots of fresh air. The air in our apartments and in our houses is sometimes not fresh air. We might call it stale air or we might say it's stuffy but often when our kids were younger, when they were super excited and running around the house, we would say, go outside and get some fresh air. So, fresh air is a term we use to talk about clean air that's outside. Um generally, uh if you live in a city, the air might not be super clean. You might need to drive out to the countryside to get some fresh air but fresh air is certainly uh air that is clean and even in the spring here, the air smells really nice outside. One of the problems uh that we have on the planet is that we have air pollution and we talked about this uh in a previous lesson. I did a lesson where I talked about pollution. Uh air pollution is when um factories and even cars put things into the air that don't really belong there. In Canada we have a lot of air pollution but because there aren't very many people in Canada it's not as bad as other parts of the world so in Canada in our larger cities when you go close to the large highways where there's lots of cars or when you go to the areas where there are lots of factories you'll see a lot of air pollution and Our government and other governments around the world usually have people who measure the air quality. Air quality is a measure or um, a system where they can decide how good the air is on a particular day. In Ontario, Canada in the summer, it's very very humid in the summer. When it's humid, there's a lot of moisture in the air and because we have a lot of cars and a lot of factories, Sometimes in the summer when it's humid, the air quality is not very good, okay? The air has a lot of moisture in it but it also has a lot of pollution in it. So, we have uh, bad air quality and they'll say that on the news. They'll say uh, air quality today is really good around Toronto or they'll say um, if you're heading to Toronto today, the air quality is not very good. So, there are two things I need to talk about. That's the word breath. And the verb to breathe, okay? We all need to breathe. When you breathe, you inhale and then you exhale. So, hopefully, you heard that. When you inhale, you bring air into your lungs and when you exhale, you push air back out again. This is a natural process for all um, uh, animals and humans because we need to um, extract oxygen from the air. So, to breathe, that is the verb we use to talk about when we inhale air and exhale air, okay? It's always good to uh to breathe calmly and slowly when you need to relax. But breath is the actual noun, okay? So, when I exhale, my breath comes out of my mouth, okay? So, breathing, to breathe is the verb to talk about taking air in and out but when you Uh, Like when I talk, my breath, my breath is coming out of the mouth. My mouth. So, to breathe is the verb and breath is the noun to refer to the air that you are breathing. Uh here's a better way to maybe understand it. When you are underwater, you sometimes need to hold your breath, okay? So, this person is underwater and he is holding his breath because you can't breathe underwater. If you've ever uh accidentally, try to inhale while underwater. You get water in your lungs and then you start to cough. Um it's not a nice feeling. I had it happen a couple times as a kid. But when you go underwater you need to hold your breath. So you do not breathe. And you I mentioned this earlier when you breathe you inhale because you need air to go into your lungs and you exhale and the air comes back out of your lungs. So in our bodies we have an organ called the lungs. There are two sides and when you breathe, the lungs inflate to bring air in and then they deflate when they push air out. Um, Personal story about lungs, when I had heart surgery, they actually went in through the right side of my body and across so I have an incision here and they deflated my right lung during the surgery. Um, Obviously, I was unconscious. I don't remember this but for a couple days afterwards, my right lung hurt a little bit. So, your lungs are what you use to breathe. It's what you use to inhale air and then exhale air. Um and we refer to air as being breathable. So, to extend on the verb to breathe and the noun breath, we do have what's called breathable air. If you go scuba diving, you will fill your tanks with breathable air. Air that is good to breathe. Air that is about 78% nitrogen and 20% oxygen. Hopefully, I got those numbers right. But hey, let's look at some questions for this lesson. Let me dig out the first question here. There usually is a question at this point in time. I have to find my question sheet. So, give me a second here. While I'm doing that, just give me a moment to check my audio. Yes, everything is working great. Uh let's see here. First question is Ruslan has the first question. Hi dear and coolest teacher Bob. Thanks Ruslan. Might the winds in your area be destroying or destructive? That's what we would say. Might the winds in your area be destructive? We had 2 weeks of constant severe blowing in my town lately. Have a nice weekend sir. Yes, they can be. In fact, on our property uh many years ago we had a greenhouse And the winds were so strong that they destroyed the greenhouse. And in my videos, you can see that there's um a shed where I keep my tractors. We had a storm once a few years ago where it ripped two doors right off of the shed. So, yes. And well, one other story. When I was younger, um we had a massive willow tree and the wind knocked it down. It was a a really, really bad storm. It's not super common here in Ontario, Canada. But uh, yes, we definitely do have bad windstorms in in this part of the world sometimes. Ahmad says, hi teacher. Is the weather mostly windy in Canada? Have you ever seen a tornado? So, it is usually windy but not a strong wind and I'll talk about wind in a little bit. It's usually more of a breeze. It's not very often that it is a calm day. On a calm day, the wind does not blow. Um so yes, we do have wind. In my area of Ontario, Canada, there are no tornadoes. There are sometimes really tiny ones. But if you drive to the west, there is an area where they have tornadoes a little more regularly, maybe one every other year. So, not super often and not large. If you go to the Midwest of the United States, there's something called Tornado Alley. And it's it's part of a number of the US states where there are many many tornadoes every year. And that's usually where storm chasers will go. Um if they want to see a tornado. But I have never seen one. No. Um Natalia Illusion says, how would you describe the air next to the sea in the forest in the city and in the countryside? If you could choose any of them, which one would you choose? Well, I love the air by the sea. For some reason, Um, If I go to the lake or if I go to the sea, the air just smells really uh, nice. I really like that smell. Um, But that's how I would describe it. I would just say it smells nice. I would say the air in the forest smells fresh. You might even say the air smells um, like nature. It smells like nature. Um, And then in the city, not a great smell. And in the country, the air is generally um, pretty good. But sometimes farmers um they uh spread their manure and that makes the air stink for a couple of days. Manure is what comes out of an animal. Um they eat and then they poop and then that's the manure. That does not smell good out in the country. Um let's see here. Ty says, hi, Bob. No question today. I just wanna say your videos are really good. Keep up the good work. Well, thank you, Ty. That's uh that is very kind of you. Um let me get to the next question. Joffy says, what is the verb we can use with wind? Blow? Yes. So, today, when I look outside, the wind is blowing lightly. Last night in the night, I woke up because the wind was blowing very, very strongly. We had a strong wind overnight. Um but yeah, usually the wind will blow almost every day here in Canada. Usually, it's just a breeze though and not um a stronger wind. Uh let's see here. This is from Mohammed. Hi, dear teacher Bob. I'm a very new member. Well, welcome to the live lesson, Muhammad. So, I am happy. My question is how many percent nitrogen and oxygen are in the air? So, I went with 78% nitrogen and 21% oxygen. I think I said 20% a couple of seconds ago. Um but those are those numbers are rounded. It's actually more like 78.0 something and twenty point nine five I think are the exact numbers but you could look that up but that's what the makeup of air is and then some other trace gases like argon and carbon dioxide and others. Uh let's see here. Mohammed says, in Iran, air pollution is so advanced that gradually the meteorologist must announce the amount of oxygen particles suspended in the air. Is this an issue there too, Bob? So, not in the um It's usually just a problem in the summer when it's very, very humid. For some reason, humid air keeps the pollution close to the ground. So, we we usually have bad air quality in the summer only. In the fall, winter, and spring, the air quality is usually very, very good. Yo-yo has the next question. Hi, teacher Bob. No question about this lesson. Air is important. It is important, isn't it? I mean, I wouldn't be able to do this lesson if I couldn't breathe. None of us would be here if I could not breathe. Hey, I do wanna pause and say hi to the three hundred and sixty-six people who are watching and I'm just gonna do a quick audio check here. It is great to have you here this morning. If you're wondering who I am, I am Bob the Canadian. I am an English teacher. I teach English here on YouTube. I've been doing it for quite a while I really enjoy it. So, welcome to this lesson where we're talking about air. Um and um if you're not a subscriber, there's a button here. You should click it. You'll be happy if you do. Well, I think you will be but you know, that's for you to decide I think. Uh let's see here. Eugene says, we need to protect our atmosphere. Reduced PM 2.5 in our environment and I don't know what that is, Eugene. One sec. PM 2.5. What is It's doing a Google search. PM two point five are tiny particles in the air that reduce visibility and cause the air to appear to appear hazy. So, yes, I would agree. I think Eugene's talking about the same thing I was but he's using the correct terms. Um when you are close to a big city in Canada in the summer, when it is humid, the air starts to appear hazy. You can see the air a little bit and I know many of you Around the world have the same problem. there is a lot of air pollution, and we need to all work towards cleaning that up. Yaroslav says, "Hi, dear teacher Bob. What does the phrase "walk on air mean? Hope you will have an awesome weekend. take care when you're walking on air. It just means you're really uh excited about life. It means you've probably gotten really good news um and it just means that you just feel light like you're you're so happy that you feel like You're walking on air like you're very, very light and having a nice day. Mode says, hello, Mr. Bob. How are you today? I'm good, Mode. I hope you are good as well. Not sure if this is on topic. Is there any difference between a cold front and a cold snap? Thank you, kind sir. So, a cold front will move into an area. So, in Canada, we will have cold fronts that come from the north. It's really just a big weather system that moves in. A cold front does definitely bring a cold snap, okay? So, a cold front is the weather system. The cold snap is when the weather system arrives and the temperature drops very, very quickly. Let me do one more question and we will get back to the lesson. This question is from Vasilisa. Hi, Bob. My question is, why in the world is so much air pollution? Let me, let me fix a couple of things. Why in the world is there so much air pollution? And if you can, how will you stop it? Um yeah, I don't know. I think we as countries in the world have to continually meet every year to talk about air quality and air pollution and we need to find new ways to reduce the amount of pollutants that go into the air. I think the only way it will work is if we all keep talking. So, hopefully, we can keep doing that. Uh let's see here. Last question and then back to the lesson. Dimitri. Hello, delightful Mr. Pop. Thanks, Dmitri. You have some idioms or phrases when you feel nervous like you don't have enough air to breathe. I hope you got me right. Thank you. So, when yeah, I'm trying to think like I'm gonna talk about a few phrases in a minute about after you exercise but not particularly about being nervous. When we talk about being nervous in English, we often say we have butterflies in our stomach. Um, or that you were, um, yeah, we don't talk about not having enough breath. Um, But you do say things like, you know, words escaped me. Like, you didn't, you couldn't think. So, generally in English, if you're nervous to speak, we have phrases about the stomach. Like, oh, I was so nervous. I was sick to my stomach or I had butterflies in my stomach. Or you talk about the inability to think of those words. Hopefully, that helped Dimitri. So as I just kind of mentioned, sometimes after you do exercise, you are out of breath. Um you've maybe done some running, maybe just walking fast, maybe you've just played a sport and you're breathing really really quickly and you are you feel out of breath. Um so the feeling of being out of breath is usually something that happens after you do something athletic or after you play a sport. Um and then you might just need to catch your breath. So, to catch one's breath means to pause and to stop doing something like running or playing a sport in order to be able to breathe normally again. So, if you have ever played hockey, in hockey, there are shifts. So, when I was younger, I played a little bit of hockey. Um at the end of my shift on the ice, I would be out of breath. And I always looked forward to sitting on the bench for a few minutes to catch my breath, okay? So, when you are out of breath, you're like, (sighs) you're breathing very quickly. Um it's like you can't get enough air in your body. Um and then when you uh stop for a bit, eventually, you catch your breath. Your breathing returns to normal. Um I used to also when I was younger, run in 5K races. Not a lot. I did it more for fun. I wasn't like a professional runner or anything. Um and sometimes um during the 5k race, I would walk for about 30 seconds or a minute just to catch my breath. I wasn't in great shape. Um so, one thing that people have been um not having to worry about too much for the past year is something called bad breath. When you eat food and you don't brush your teeth, Um, and you do that for a while, your breath starts to smell bad. And we would say you have bad breath. Um because we are all two meters apart (laughs) because we've been spending over a year staying away from people, I have not smelled uh bad breath from anyone for 12 or 13 months or more. (laughs) Um so bad breath uh is definitely something that's not very nice. Um by the way, when I was a student, I had a teacher that always had bad breath. That's not a very nice thing at all. When the teacher comes to answer your question and they have bad breath, it's an uncomfortable situation for sure. Let's see here. Um I see Maria saying uh, Brent from American English with this guy was out of breath after teaching while running over stairs 20 times. Yes, Brent has a video by the way where he teaches English while running up and down the stairs. You will Probably see him eventually be out of breath and then I think he'll probably catch his breath at the end. Um so um we have a phrase you can describe someone or something as a breath of fresh air. So you let's say at work. Um let's say you're boring. I know you're not boring and your colleagues are boring but they hire a new person who's very funny and hardworking And you you might say that that person is a breath of fresh air. So, a breath of fresh air is any change like a new person starting somewhere or even um, let's say you had a car that always broke. Whenever you drove it, it broke and then you bought a new one. That would be like a breath of fresh air for you. So, we describe people or things as a breath of fresh air when they are um, a positive change in your life. So we have the wind. We talked about the wind briefly. Wind is simply air that is moving. Um Brent says, I smell my own bad breath behind my mask sometimes. That is the annoying thing about wearing a mask, isn't it? You kind of have all of your your breath just gets stuck right around your face. It's kind of a weird feeling. Um wind. So wind is air that is moving. You can't see the wind but like I said earlier in the lesson. You can see the effect that wind has on other things. You can see the grass moving in the wind. If you ever have flown a kite, this person is flying a kite. The wind lifts the kite up into the air. Um, if you look at trees on a windy day, you can see the trees swaying in the wind. So, you can't see wind but you can see what it does to the things around it. Um and then if the wind is not very strong, we call it a breeze. So, like right now, when I look outside, I can see the branches on the trees. They're just moving slightly. So, there's probably a light breeze outside this morning. Not a strong wind or anything like that. There are two things that humans have built to capture the wind. um, to use the wind to run machinery or generate electricity. One is something that's called a windmill and the other is something that's called a wind turbine. A windmill is generally an older structure like this and windmills were used to um, I think they used it to process wheat to turn wheat into flour. Some of them maybe now are used to make electricity but a wind turbine is definitely something newer and bigger that is used to generate electricity. So, they harness the power of the wind. When you harness something, It means you hook up to it. So, they used to harness a horse to a cart um, but now we harness the power of the wind. So, by the way, this is a windmill. This is a wind turbine but people do sometimes call these windmills. Technically not correct but it does still happen sometimes. People will call this a windmill but I guess scientifically or technically, it is a wind turbine. Um you can see uh the effect the wind has uh on things like sailboats. A sailboat is a boat that is powered by the wind. So, the wind blows and the sail is able to capture or harness the power of the wind. As the wind moves over the sail, the sail will will um form into a curve and that will allow the wind to help the boat move along. Um hot air rises. So, one of the uh, interesting things about our planet is that um air as it gets warmer will actually rise. So, in our houses in the winter, when we heat our houses, the hot air eventually moves towards the ceiling. So, sometimes in rooms in our house in the winter, my head will be warm but my feet will be cold because hot air, as air gets hotter, I think it's less dense And because the air is less dense, it will float above the cooler air. Um but yes, hot air rises and then this is also what causes some kinds of weather, okay? Because air rises and then it cools. It creates um thermal flows, I guess you would call them. Remember, this is not a science lesson. (laughs) This is an English lesson. Um because hot air rises, we can have things like hot air balloons. A hot air balloon has a large balloon which is filled with warm or hot air and because that air is lighter, um that balloon is able to float in the sky or fly depending on how you want to describe it. I bet you technically it's floating in the sky but we would say uh that it's flying and if you wanted to go on a hot air balloon, we call it a hot air balloon ride, okay? I have never been on a hot air balloon. so. Um I see in the chat someone saying, would you save this video please sir? This video actually comes out in a couple days in a shorter version which you can listen to or watch again. Um so maybe that's what you're looking for. BQO rhythm. That that'll be out in a few days. Uh two days actually. Um we have a phrase in English though to be full of hot air. If someone is full of hot air, it means they they talk a lot. But they don't actually have a lot of factual information. So, I've in the past have worked with people once in a while who just talk all the time but it's like they don't actually know what they're talking about. So, they're just full of hot air. Uh, It's kind of a funny phrase. Um I don't think I've ever been accused of being full of hot air. Um air can be compressed. So, you can have a certain amount of air and you can use something to to compress that amount of air. The best example I can give for air pressure uh is that in our tires, we have a certain amount of air. That air has been put in and it gets compressed a bit and usually when you are driving a bike or a car, you want all of the tires to have the same amount of air pressure in them. Um I don't know the exact amount but uh probably between 30 and 60 PSI which is pounds per square inch and if you use the metric system, you probably use something different and I can't remember what it is but I do know this. Sometimes, you use a pressure gauge to measure the amount of air pressure that you have in your tires and it's important that it is the correct amount. If you look at the side of a tire, it will usually tell you how much air pressure you should have. You probably are familiar with air pressure when you go down a mountain or up a mountain because your ears start to hurt and you need to make your ears pop or you need to so this is what I do. When I go to a town close to me, I go down um not a mountain but I go down a a fairly large hill. We call it a mountain but it's not a mountain. (laughs) Um and then when I get to the bottom, my ears feel funny and i end up i go like this or i kind of like go like this like you kind of try to make your ears pop because your ears there's air pressure inside or there is air pressure outside and you need to equalize the air pressure so you need to make your ears pop i think most of you have probably experienced that at one time or another um in order to compress air you would use an air compressor so this is a machine that you use to take air from the atmosphere or to just take air from outside and it goes through an air pump and the pump will put air into the tank at a higher pressure than the outside air. So I have an air compressor in my shed. I use my air compressor to pump up my tires. So if a tire on my car or on a bike is low or close to being flat, I will use my air compressor To pump up the tire. I will use my air compressor to put compressed air uh, into the tire. Hey, let's do a few questions. Let me just get to the controls here for a second and let me turn on members only chat. We are going to go to members only chat mode for about ten minutes. If you are a member of the channel, you may ask questions directly in the chat and I will do my best to answer them. I will keep answering questions from everyone else as well but again, if you have a question, go ahead and ask it in the chat if you are a member. If you're wondering how to become a member, there is a join button below this video that you can click. Um and I do want to mention again um, to the 430 people watching. Um, sorry if this messed you up a bit. I'm doing this lesson one hour later than I normally do and that will be I think for a number of months. I I'm hoping that I will be able to do this lesson. Um yeah, if we do return to school before the end of June, I might have to do a couple of them earlier again but for now, um we will uh, be doing it at this time. I hope that's not a problem for all of you. Um let's see here. Um Lolly says, hello, Bob. Hi, Lolly. Eugene says, good morning, Bob. I saw your edited video. Have a new English subtitle now. Better than YouTube auto-generated one. How do you upload this subtitle? Is YouTube doing this? Thank you. So, my Tuesday videos um, and my videos on my other channel, I actually pay to get word for word English subtitles made for those videos. This lesson and the live lesson tomorrow, I just let YouTube auto-generate them. Um but generally, I usually get um I have a service that where I pay. I pay money. I think it's very valuable to have subtitles. I just think it's really important. Um I do this when I'm watching French. I watch the video with the subtitles off and then I watch it again with the subtitles on. Sometimes, I watch a video with the subtitles on and then a day later, I watch it once or twice again with the subtitles off. So, I always wanna make sure My Tuesday English lessons for sure have word for word English subtitles. I just think it's very very important. Uh Julia says, I love the smell of fresh baked goods and coffee in the morning. I like that smell too. I like the smell of fresh cut grass as well in the spring. Mohammed is saying, thank you Dave the Canadian for your help. That's why Dave's here. He's a helpful guy by the way. Dave's a very helpful guy. Gaston says, hi teacher Bob. What's the meaning of wind up? Have a nice day. So, if I had An extension cord laying on the ground. When I'm done using it, I would wind it up. So, I would put it in my hand in loops. If you have a garden hose and you're using it to water your flowers, when you're done, you might wind up the hose. There's other meanings too. Like in baseball, when the picture, when the pitcher gets ready to throw, we call it the wind up. So, we use it as a noun there. Um but yeah, that's what I would use. That's how I would describe it. Um let's see here. Maria. Hi Bob. How are you doing? What do you think of air conditioners? Do you do you prefer AC or simply a fan? Have a great Friday. Because it is very humid here and because we have many many days in the summer over 30 degrees. I do like air conditioning. Not just because it makes it cooler in the house but because it removes the humidity from the air. So, we do have air conditioning and I do like it especially on those hot days for sure. Hot and humid days. Um let's see here. Um SEO says, hello, Bob. I'm happy to see you. Above that, Julia Olise is saying, hey, yeah to Mar- Maria C. Very cool. Gertrudis. Hi, Bob. Uh, hi, Gertrudis. <laughs> hello, Bob. Up in the air is a common expression. Please, could you explain it? Thank you in advance. When something is up in the air, it means it's not decided completely. So, let's say my mom's birthday is in the summer and if my sister said, are we having a party? My mom could say, I don't know. It's up in the air. So, that might that means we might have a party. We might not. We could also have an example like this. My mom could say, yes, I'm having a party sometime in July but I'm not sure what day yet. It's up in the air. So, then we know there's going to be a party but we don't know what day it's on yet because it has not been decided. Mode egg says, hello again, mister Bob. There is this word aspirate. I think it is somewhat similar to exhale but I don't know its exact meaning or how to use it. Thank you. So that is not a super common word. I mean, I'm familiar with it. It means to add air to something I think. Um the process of drawing breath. Yeah. So, it's very much a medical term mode eggs. It's not something you will hear in common English conversation. Um although you will hear it when you talk about car engines. So, we have naturally aspirated car engines which have a carburetor and then I think we have fuel injected engines. I don't know a lot about engines but that's where I've heard that word before. Uh, Maria C. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Talking to Julia. Cool. Mode um, Modag says Dave is the man. Yes, Dave is the man. Todd is the man too. They're both. They're both pretty awesome. Um, Julia, we are ready. Key part. I felt ears pop when I was on the plane especially when the plane took off and landed. Yes. So, I made a few little fixes there key Park. but um yes, you definitely have your ears do pop when you ever whenever you go up or down in altitude. Um Brent using another version of wind up Brent from American English with this guy. Do your students ever wind you up? My students have wound me up over the years. So, when you wind someone up, you do things to bother them. So, yes, Brent. One thing that I don't like as a teacher is repetitive noises. So, sometimes, I'll have a student who does this where they tap their pencil on the desk repeatedly and I had a student once where I said, you know, I'm a nice teacher but that's one thing that kind of bothers me and so, that student would do it all the time when I wasn't looking. They would hide behind their book and they would tap their pencil because they were trying to wind me up. When you wind someone up, you're trying to get them annoyed or maybe even a bit angry. Um Maria C says, AC team. Norma says to Natalia, illusion, not at all. I had many opportunities but I didn't do it. Don't like to fly. So, cool to see you guys having conversations. Let me get a question over here from Henry from Taiwan. Hi, Henry. Good to see you. Um hi, teacher Bob. Have you ever been to high mountains where you feel the air is rare to breathe? Thank you. So, when you go up to the top of a mountain, the air is thinner and so, it can be harder to breathe. The highest I've ever been has been when I went skiing in British Columbia and you could definitely feel that the air at the top of the mountain was thinner. It was an interesting and weird experience. Um, let's see here. Island Resort says, what is the difference between breathe and to breathe? So, because you added an E, these are the same verb, okay? If I say to someone breathe, I'm using the imperative form of the verb to tell them to inhale and exhale, okay? You might be talking about breath which I explained earlier. Breath is simply the noun, right? He has bad breath. Um um, when you go um yeah, I'm trying to think. Oh, when you hold your breath underwater. So, one is the verb to breathe if it ends in an E and without an E, it is the noun form. Uh next question from Betty. No problem today. I just wanna say thank you for your YouTube lesson. Even if I stay up late, I'll keep up with every live of you. By the way, you look so nice today. Thanks, Betty. That's very kind of you. Um let's see. Let me get Ario says, hola, mister Bob. If we need air, we can call Aang to give us a lot of air. Haha, do you need need Aang's air power, mister Bob? So, uh Ario is talking about the last airbender. Um Appa and Aang, I think I'm talking about the right things. My children love that show. I've watched some episodes of it. I had a student once where every project they did was about the last airbender. It was very, very cool. Let me jump over to the chat though. Um, Brent says, you would hate me as a student. I play the drums and tap a lot. Sorry. Yes. Uh eggs. I heard aspirate from someone who was talking about the sound of the letter H and also aspirating syringe. Oh, I see. Yeah. Do you aspirate the H? Like, do you make this? Yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah. Anuat says, Does a heat wave affect Ontario in the summer? Thanks. We do, Anuwat, have heat waves. Um in Ontario, though, a heat wave is when it's over thirty degrees Celsius for two or three days. That probably doesn't seem that hot to most of you but to us, it does seem very, very warm. Maria C. Um teachers aren't good students. That's very true. If you ever go to a teacher's conference where teachers go to workshops and teachers are basically students for a day, they just talk all the time. They don't pay attention. They're not very good students. Um SEO says, there is huge fine dust here today. I need some fresh air. Yes. Yeah, I can. I could see that. Sometimes when you are living in a city or a bigger area, there is a lot of dust and smog and it's not the nicest feeling. Hey, I'm just turning off members only chat. Uh, I am gonna answer a couple more questions. Uh let me see where I am on questions. Yeah, let me do a couple more. Um so, Hiroyuki says, good evening from Japan. It broke my heart that your right lung was damaged. I'm glad you made it alive. Yes. So, I wouldn't say it was damaged. It was certainly um, deflated and it took a few days to start feeling right again. So, it wasn't damaged. If you wanna talk about damage though, I do have some muscles that don't quite work right um, after that surgery but that's another story. I won't complain too much. Um, It's a minor issue I think. Uh Bitter says, hello, teacher. I'm Bitter from Turkey. I have no questions. Greetings. Well, hello to you as well. Um and then next question is from Naomi T. Hi, mister Bob. I've learned the idiom to appear out of thin air. You have an expression thick air. Thank you in advance. So, when you appear out of thin air, it means like you weren't there and then all of a sudden, you were there. So, a magician might make his assistant appear out of thin air on on a stage if he's doing magic tricks. Um but we don't have thick air. No, we don't use that that phrase. Um we don't uh, disappear into thick air or anything like that. You can say the air is thick though. In the summer when the air is humid, we sometimes say, "Ah, oh, the air feels really thick today. Um because it just feels like like a warm blanket around you. Hey, we should keep moving on this lesson. Sometimes when you need to clean your computer, you might buy a can of compressed air so this is a small can filled with air that you can use to blow dust out of your computer. Um when you drive a car, you can't see it but there is air resistance and there is a lot of drag. These are the same these terms mean the same thing. They design cars to be as aerodynamic as possible. When something is aerodynamic, it can move through the air with a little bit more ease. Okay, it's a little easier for an aerodynamic vehicle. So, a big truck that is square, there is a lot of air resistance. There is a lot of drag. The truck has to burn a lot of fuel to go fast. But a new car is very aerodynamic. There is less air resistance and less drag and so it can drive a little easier through the air. So, we had the question about uh, air conditioning versus a fan. A fan is something that you can plug into the wall that will blow air on you and help keep you cool. Um on Sunday nights, I do a live stream uh called GeoGuessr. I play a game called GeoGuessr and the sun is actually shining into the room I do it in. I get really hot. So, this week, um I'm not sure I'm going to play this week by the way, GeoGuessr but if I do play on Sunday night, um I'll need a fan I think to stay cool. We won't turn the air conditioning on yet though. Um a couple weeks ago, we did a lesson on air travel. Air travel is when you uh buy a ticket and go on a plane and you travel by air. So, someone might say, um oh, you're going to visit your brother in Florida. Are you going to drive or are you going to take a plane? Um and you could respond and say, oh, we're gonna go by air. Um so, there's a couple of ways to talk about air travel but air travel is when you get in a plane and fly somewhere. Um kids sometimes make paper airplanes. I just added this one for fun because while I was searching for pictures for air travel, this came up. Um a common fun thing to do um for children is to make paper airplanes. Although some adults actually make paper airplanes as well and really enjoy entering paper airplane competitions. I've I've been in one or two. At school sometimes for fun. Every few years, we'll have a paper airplane competition. I've never won but I've I think I came in third once. It was a really cool airplane. Um in your car, you will most likely have airbags. An airbag is something that's inside the steering wheel or on the far side, it's inside the dash of the car and when the car is in getting when the car gets into an accident, the airbag is deployed, okay? So, the airbag fills with air. So that you hit your head against the airbag instead of the steering wheel or the dash. Um, airbags were available in cars in North America for a number of years now, a couple of decades. When I was a kid, our cars did not have airbags. When I was my first car did not have an airbag when I was 17 or 18. My second car had an airbag. So they're relatively recent in the world in the last few decades. Um sometimes people play air guitar. So, when you're listening to a song, a rock and roll song and when there is a part where you can hear the guitar, people sometimes pretend they're playing the guitar even though they don't have a guitar and we call this air guitar. So, sometimes people will be like, ah, I love this part and then they'll pretend to play guitar and we say that they are then playing air guitar. Um If someone, this is not a word you should use. It is an insult but when someone isn't very smart, sometimes people will call them an airhead. They'll say, ah, he's such an airhead or she's such an airhead. So, again, this is an insult. Please do not use this word to refer to anyone but you might see this um in an English story or you might hear this on an English television show. They might call someone an airhead. So, an airhead is someone Who just isn't very smart. So again, it's an insult. Um you can call yourself an airhead. Like sometimes I'm an airhead. Um some this is here's a good one. Um I lost my keys about a couple months ago. I couldn't find my keys and then they were just laying by my computer. So, I said to myself, I'm such an airhead. They're right here. So, you can call yourself an airhead. That's for sure. Uh let's see here. Um Mode Egg says, I didn't know there was a word describing that. I thought it was just people getting carried away with music and start jamming and dancing. Now, they're definitely playing air guitar. In fact, they they even sometimes have competitions which are called air band competitions where everyone pretends they're playing an instrument. It's kind of funny and weird. Funny. More funny than weird. Um we talked about this earlier. Um there's a phrase up in the air. When something is up in the air, it is undecided, okay? So, here's a good example. On Sunday nights, I have been playing GeoGuessr in a live stream on my other YouTube channel on Bob's short English lessons but I'm not sure I'm going to do it this week. It's kind of up in the air. Sunday is Mother's Day here in Canada. So, I think it might be better just to hang out with Jen on Sunday and the kids and do something fun. Maybe we'll have a little campfire outside um but If it's raining and we're all just stuck in the house, I might do it. So, it's up in the air. So, when something's up in the air, it is not decided, okay? So, it could be one way or the other. So, by the way, it is up in the air. I might have a live stream Sunday. I might not. Most not. Um airflow. Sometimes, you're sitting in a room in your house or apartment and it's getting stuffy. I mentioned this earlier and you want some fresh air. You want some airflow. So, you might open up the windows. When you open the windows, especially for me, if I open two windows, sometimes I get some nice airflow in my house. Airflow is simply when air moves through your house through a window. Um it's anytime air is moving actually. So, airflow. Sometimes, it's nice in the summer. Um I'd rather have the windows open and have some nice airflow instead of turning on the air conditioning. Um because sometimes the air is stale. You have stale air. Um if you are stuck in an apartment in the summer and sometimes you go to a hotel and you can't open the windows and sometimes the air is very stale. It smells kind of funny. It's not fresh. It's the opposite of fresh air. Um we talked about this earlier as well. When you go really high up, the air is thinner. So, at the top of a mountain, you have thin air. So, the lower you go on earth, the more dense the air is and the higher you go, the less dense the air is. When you go to the top of a mountain, the air is very thin and if you go really high, it can be hard to breathe. Um we have a term open air. So, I mentioned we might have a campfire on Sunday night to celebrate Mother's Day and we will have an open air fire. So, a fire in a fireplace or in a wood stove, is not an open air fire. An open air fire is a fire that's outside like this fire. The reason I mention this term is because where I live sometimes it gets very dry and the fire department will say there is a ban on open air fires right now. You can't have an open air fire. So an open air fire is any fire that you would have outside. Um To air. We have a verb to air which means to uh complain about all the things you want to complain about, okay? So, sometimes when you go to a large meeting, there will be a time at the end for questions and people will get up and air their grievances. They'll air all of their complaints. So, it simply means to talk about the things that are bothering you and it's usually in somewhat of a formal setting, I think. Um we talked about air conditioners. An air conditioner is something that um takes warm air and makes the air colder. Um sometimes you have an air conditioner like this that goes in a window. Sometimes you have an air conditioner that is just outside your house somewhere and there's pipes that come in your house that bring uh well they don't bring the cold air but they bring the Freon or other coolant to cool the air down in your house. Um, air conditioners actually do two things. They cool the air down and they also remove moisture from the air. So, you don't just get cold air. You also get air that has less moisture in it, is less humid. And sometimes people will buy what's called an air purifier. An air purifier is an appliance that takes things out of the air, okay? When you run an air purifier, it removes dust from the air. It might remove, I was gonna say dander and I don't remember what dander is. Let's look up what dander is. Meaning of dander. I heard it in a commercial. It removes dust and dust and dander. Oh, so dander is like skin flakes from animals or humans or small pieces of fur or hair. So, yes, dust and dander. So, an air purifier will remove that from the air. It does that because inside it will have an air filter. So in um, a car will have one or two air filters. Sometimes a furnace which is something you use to heat your house will have air filters in it. Um, An air purifier will have air filters. They look like this. They're usually made of some sort of fabric or material. My tractors have several air filters on them because in order for the engines to run, the air needs to be clean. So, it needs to go through an air filter first. Um and I'm just wondering, I'm just gonna ask in the chat, is it it's Mother's Day in many places this weekend, correct? I think it is. Um we are planning um I think to visit my mom. I think we're having a Zoom meeting with my mom. I have to ask my sisters but yes, it's definitely Mother's Day this weekend. So, you probably won't see me Sunday. Um, I'll probably be offline. Um there is of course a shoe called a Nike Air. Um most people in the world are familiar with this shoe. The Nike Air has been around for many many years. Um you could maybe even remember when you had Air Jordans. Maybe you had a pair of Air Jordans when you were younger. Um it is definitely a popular shoe, the Nike Air, and many many people love to have them. I had a pair of Nike Airs once, I think in my life. But they were kind of expensive, so I don't really buy them anymore. I buy the traditional cheap old man shoes. There's a band called Air Supply. If you are not familiar with this band, you I highly recommend you listen to one or two songs to help you uh learn some English. They are usually songs about love. It's an older band from the 80s. Um late 70s, early 80s maybe. I have to check but uh Air Supply has a number of songs up. You should uh check some out. It's not my favorite band but when air supply, when an air supply song comes on, sometimes I do sing along because I do know them. They're a very popular band if you listen to classic rock on the radio or even easy listening. Um when there is no air, you have a vacuum. So, if you go into space, once you go high enough in the atmosphere, eventually, the air gets thinner and thinner and you get to the point where there is no air. Um and that is what we would call a vacuum. So, a vacuum cleaner is something you use to clean your rugs in your house to vac to suck up everything off the floor but a vacuum is something that exists in space or anytime you remove all of the air from something, okay? You will then have a vacuum. Um and then just for fun, here's another word, air, which sounds a lot like heir but is it? So, when you are an heir, it means you are the descendant who will um yeah, I I'm trying to think of how to explain this. Like Prince William is an heir to the throne, okay? So, heirs are your descendants. So, usually not your own children though but you can use it that way. If I was to use the word heir, I would say maybe I'll leave some money someday to my heirs, okay? But it's usually used for formal descriptions of people who are in a royal family like the one in Britain. So, definitely Prince Charles is heir to the throne and I think Prince William is second in line to the throne. So, they are both heirs to the throne. So, I thought I would throw that one in there because heir is pronounced the same way as heir. okay? They're the same pronunciation. Anyways, let me jump back to questions for a bit. Let's wrap this lesson up. Uh let me see how many questions are left. I think I have time to get through most of them if I go rapid fire. Let me get the next one on the screen. I'm gonna skip any questions that are not about the lesson, okay? Um and uh hopefully, that's okay. There will be a live lesson tomorrow where you can ask more questions. Um Giovanni says, good morning, mister Bob. Hope everything's going well. Today, my question is, which parts of Canada do you think have the healthiest and the most polluted air? So, most of Canada has very clean air. If you get to the industrial parts of our big cities like Toronto or Edmonton or Calgary or Montreal, you will see some pollution. So, if you are outside the city, the air is very, very clean. The skies are blue. Um Fyodor says, hello, Bob. Do people sometimes in Canada joke when taxes get higher that the only tax that is left to be put into use is the tax for the air you breathe. Yes, we do say that sometimes. In Canada, um, I know from the comments that people sometimes think um, Canada is is a really cool and awesome place to live. What I will say about Canada is that we pay a lot of taxes. If you look at tax rates around the world, in Canada, you do pay a lot of tax. In fact, almost half the money I make goes in taxes. I think in Canada, they say uh, you work till the end of June for the government and then the rest of the money is yours. Not exactly but I think you get the point. Let's see here. I'm Icthior says, can I say her body gave me out of breath or let me out of breath? No, you would say something like um, yeah, how would you say that? She made me catch my breath? No, I wouldn't even say that. You could say she was breathtaking. That's probably the best description. If you see a man who's really attractive or a woman who's really attractive, you would say that they were breathtakingly beautiful or breathtakingly handsome. Um that's probably the best word for it. Breathtaking. Yeah. Um Judith says, can you say something about cleaning with compressed air? So, I use compressed air to clean my computer to blow out all of the dust. I also use compressed air to clean off my farm equipment um, because sometimes it's better to blow all the dust and chaff off of the equipment instead of washing it with water. Sometimes when something is covered in dust, it's better to use air, compressed air to clean it. So, hopefully that makes sense, Judith. Um let's see here. Azita says, hi, I've just joined. Well, welcome. Uh, I'm gonna skip the next question. So, John from Vietnam says, hi, mister Bob. What is the difference between air and atmosphere? Well, simply a matter of um, I think it's kind of like formal versus scientific or informal versus scientific. So, the atmosphere is just made up of air. Air is the general term for what we breathe and what surrounds the earth. So, um, but atmosphere is a specific thing, right? It's the layer of air around the earth. Um, Let's see here. Uh Nia says why we want air to live. Thank you. Your class is very nice. Yes, we need air to live. That's true and thank you for saying my class is very nice. I try my best to make these as nice as possible. Hey, that was the last question. A Couple of things. I think I made a decision just now that there will not, I will not be playing GeoGuessr this week because it is Mother's Day. I think it's best to not do it Um, I think that you should know that I will definitely have a live lesson tomorrow uh, at 11 AM Eastern Standard Time. So, I hope to see some of you then. That lesson, for those of you that don't know, is a question and answer English lesson. You can ask me questions about the English language and I will try my best to answer them. Um thank you for joining me for this lesson on air. Again, the Friday lesson, the time is permanent for the next few months. Um hopefully um maybe even past that. We'll see. But unless I do have to go back and teach in person um in a few weeks, which I don't think will happen. We are stuck at home for the month of May for sure and then there's only two weeks of school after that. So, we'll see. Um anyways, um what was I saying? Thanks to Todd and Dave for helping out. Thanks to uh Rod and Brent. Uh, Rod, the Brazilian English teacher in the chat and Brent is American English with this guy. Thanks for having. Uh, it's nice to have a couple English teachers in the chat helping out. Uh thanks to all of you who are here and especially thanks to those who are regulars like Ario and Natalia Illusion and Island Resort and I see a few names in there. Uh and thanks to those of you who are also members who have clicked the join button uh like Maria C and Mohammed Khan and Key Park and Julia Olise and Eugene from Etobicoke and Brent and Modags and so many more names. I don't want to forget anybody. Lolly and Norma and SEO Wu and Lim and Gertrudis. Um it's just really nice to know that there are people who support uh what I do. Anyways, thanks again. I'm gonna say bye. I do have to start teaching uh in just a little bit so I should really get going. Um have a great day and I will see some of you tomorrow. Bye.